0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: In yard pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Hey, welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at Ninerswire.team, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is the Sacramento Bees, Chris Biederman, and we are joined today by Marcus Thompson of The Athletic. He's a columnist at The Athletic. One of the very best. And of course, as always, Candlestick Chronicles is brought to you by Cooper's Brewing. Our favorite brewery.
2: For obvious reasons. Clearly. How much... So we have... I have two cases of Candlestick Chronicles in my house. Yes, yeah, The Hazy IPA. from one,
1: one technically belongs to a friend of ours. But I'm going to see if that person wants me to deliver it or if I can... Stored at my house
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i i yeah so the
1: beer's so good it's so good it's, it's really good i typically around this time of year <laughs> get into like i don't do a lot of like pumpkin beers but i do like darker i start getting darker with my beer sure around this time of year but Luckily, we live, we live in a state where it's still, you know, 80, 85, 90. And that crisp Candlestick Chronicles hazy. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs>
2: does, is, does it say something bad about me? I was thinking the other day because it, it was raining and I was like, oh, man, this rain is like giving me life. Like, is that a weird thing? No, that's not a weird thing. OK, because no. yeah, I'm not like a, a mopey person, but I was like, oh, man, I just love this rain right now. It's not weird
1: no it doesn't mean I love like i'm depressed okay no i'm i'm one of the most like <laughs> people and i really <laughs> like the rain a lot okay cool there's nothing like to me sitting inside listening to the rain i've got a cup of coffee and i'm like hey can't do anything outside today because it's raining so i'm just gonna sit here i guess and you could probably rock some of your flannel too no you already know <laughs> coach Already know I got a flannel on,
2: um, so yeah, I we're sponsored dark beer, <laughs> we're sponsored by Cooper, who has all kinds of beer for every season. Um, so check them out in Santa Rosa. Uh, really good conversation with Marcus. I thought maybe my favorite writer, he's my, I think he's, yeah, he's he's probably my favorite writer.
1: Usually, like, if it's not, if it's not like a personal friend, like, a, like you or Nick, I Usually, we'll be like, okay, I'll bookmark this and you know, read it later. But when Marcus writes something, I'm like, I'm stopping what I'm doing, yeah, like I'm <laughs> pause, I'm gonna read this because it's either gonna make me laugh, it's gonna, I'm gonna learn something, or it's gonna make me think about a thing in a way that I've not thought about it yet, right? And I just, and it's, I just, I really, really like his style of writing, he's really good. Really, really. He was excellent on the pod. Very, very good
2: human. Um, we talked yeah, a lot so of t- non-niners. Yeah, we talked <laughs> niners. We did, I think we had the requisite Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo discussion. Um, but we couldn't have Marcus on without dabbling in some Warriors. So we got that yeah. in. And then we also touched on uh, a little Oakland A's.
1: A little optimism about the Oakland A's
2: at the very end. So, like, it's at the very end. You don't have to worry about the A's if you're like, Because I know there are some Niner fans who just aren't are not A's
1: or baseball, not A's
2: fans or baseball fans. But, yeah, that was a discussion we had at the end of the pod. So
1: if you uh, circle it just so I'm just trying to help people out. If you want to skip the Warriors stuff, don't end the pod because we get back into Niner stuff at the eight.
2: Yeah, we kind of bounce around. We go Niners, Warriors, Niners again little warriors and then A's I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, I mean, if you, if you're a Bay Area sports fan, anytime you can listen to Marcus, you should do it. So let's get to that conversation.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, All
2: right. Marcus Thompson is here. Um, if you've been in the Bay Area and you absorb any type of sports media, you know how good Marcus is at his job. And he's also a top quality human being. Um, and I think it's his first time on the pod. So, Marcus, welcome. Thank you well, so much. Hey, for doing Hey,
3: this. I think it's you, you know, it is. I've been begging <laughs> to come on here. Don't act like it's possible. I might have been on here before.
2: You've been begging to come on here.
3: I still like ten emails talking about let me on. Oh, One okay. of my nice. I no response.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite like media stories is when I was doing a college radio show and Marcus was nice enough to give me his time. <laughs> this is like two thousand nine or two thousand ten, and I'm like, dude, I got Marcus Thompson coming on my radio show. This is sick. Like first like person with a name that I'd ever had on, and so I go through my whole thing and we have a good Warriors conversation. And I go, Marcus, tell tell people you know where they can find your work. And you go. They can Google me, and I just thought that was incredible. It
3: was great. I, I, that was a good line. It's
1: a very yo. Good. Why?
3: Why is your uh, man? Why is your like video quality so much better than Chris's? Like, you look like you're in a Darth he, Vader studio. I have he USA invested. Money, so. He invested in a camera. I have not. Yeah. man you got a camera man it's so dark around you like everything is so like it's, it, it's fire no don't change it it's dope nah <laughs> the other way is better like that all right there dope. we go
1: all right cool 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 so you like i'm watching my on.
3: grandmother's tv you know?
2: <laughs> shout out to apple um so <laughs> so the uh, we wanted to have you on obviously for a long time but marcus you and i spoke at length at the game on Sunday, just sort of about Trey Lance's injury and Kyle Shanahan's handling of it. And I think we, we we came to sort of an agreement that like, yeah, this is football stuff and and football stuff happens regarding like a guy just getting hurt. But I also do think there's a fair element to say, you know, Trey Lance wasn't necessarily in the best position and you can look at the way Kyle Shanahan handled certain things. And I'm not saying Shanahan is the reason he got hurt, because I think a lot of that discussion is a little bit overboard. But I think just in general, like looking at Trey Lance as a prospect, understanding that at North Dakota State, he never slid. Him saying that slide he had in the Green Bay preseason game was the first time he's ever slid in a game. And then even this last week before the Seahawks game, when he hurt himself, he said, You know, I'm not I'm still adjusting to NFL guys being bigger, faster, stronger, um, you know, than what he was used to at the FCS. And so to me, it's like, man, this guy doesn't know how to protect himself. Like that's problematic in asking him to run 13 times a game because, you know, even Colin Kaepernick, when he was running in 2012 and 2013, when the 49ers were contending, he was doing it at about half that rate. Um, and you wrote a really good column about it. I, I'm just curious, like, broadly what you think about the situation and the way Kyle Shanahan handled things.
3: I mean, uh, first, I think there's, like, mountains of evidence, dialogue, and articles about running quarterbacks <laughs> being more in danger. Right. Right? Like, I mean, where's Cam Newton, yo? did we all know his career was going to be, you know, dwarfed by the how he played? Uh, so, to me – going in it's automatically like how do we not expose him to injury the irony about this and i'm 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 definitely not with the crowd of you know kyle got him hurt yeah, right. but this idea that i mean these dudes won't ki- won't go for fourth and one because of percentages right they like <laughs> this thing is like mapped out to a science so this idea that it's kind of willy-nilly when somebody gets hurt, like nah be like practices, <laughs> everything is you know, you can't touch the quarterback ever in practice. Like this stuff is like well known and down to a science, and it's all about uh percentages and inches and avoiding you know what i'm saying so this idea of oh man it's just football like nah they all see nothing else like this you know what i'm saying like there's never if that's the case yeah you know take that jersey off the quarterback in practice like (laughs) you know what i'm saying or 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 go for it on fourth and two from the instead of you know letting the percentages play out so to me that was a bit of a that's a bit of a disingenuous argument in a sport where Every decision is like calculating this stuff. You you don't go with the quarterback and be like, eh. it happens. Like, nah, you trying to figure out. Hold on, man. Like, <laughs> how do we do it? And the thing to me with Trey is not that he shouldn't run. Like, obviously he was going to run. The point is to me, if if I'm if I'm gonna be critical of Kyle, is he didn't pass enough and his run became predictable. If he's running. One time for every two passes, the defense know he's running. And we literally watched that happen in the game. The first time he does the little basic quarterback, draw up the middle, he gets seven yards. Second time, it's four. Third time, they sitting on the thing. Like, you know, and so, I, you know, you hear these Jalen Hurts comparison. You hear these Josh Allen comparison. Like, them dudes throw the rock. Right, It's not mm-hmm. like, yo, uh, they're just running every down. They're like, you have to protect against their pass. And then their ability to scramble is a counter. But with Trey, the it was far more the main thing, which I thought made him, it, it just made the defense more ready for it. And I do think this, what happened to Trey was kind of freakish and like not part of the calculus. But if it was like a spray knee, right? And he's out three games, we could make the same case, right? It would feel more like so. I don't think he's like, hey man, if if he dies, he dies. I don't think it was like that. Like, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but to me, if you're if your quarterback's gonna run, you just don't want it to be in a situation where they're like, hey, he's going to run and we know right. it. And I thought he was in that situation a little bit too much for for a guy who's been hurt in that same situation before.
1: Do you think that he was put in that situation because Shanahan thought, you know, Hey, this is the, this is the best way to move the football against the Seahawks and the bears. Or was it a scenario where he just didn't think that Trey was ready to move the ball through the air consistently?
3: I think it was the latter. Uh, I, I do. I do. This is something that you know I feel like we'd want to hear Kyle explain.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: uh, but I, I think to me, it looked like a sign that he didn't, he just didn't feel that comfortable with Trey dropping back and making these passes. And he's got to be, he's got to be accountable to a bunch of dudes who trying to get to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I could totally see Kyle saying, Hey, man, let's just take it slow. Let's take it easy on you. Let's simplify it. Mm-hmm. Let's get a few games under our belt, you know, let's get you comfortable and we're going to do that by doing what we can to prevent you turning the ball over. Like that to me that's essential. Like if Kyle said that, I'd be like, yeah, that may, I I get that. I, I understand that. Because as soon as he went down, they start chucking the rock. <laughs> right. Right. As soon right. as he went down,
1: like Comes in,
3: it's like, all right, I think it was pass. It was, I mean, it was third and like seven when the play after he got hurt. So you kind of got to pass on that, but you don't have to. Kyle would run Debo out there on the sweep (laughs) on third and six, right? But he passed it. Then the next drive, five out of or four out of five of the, you know, of the snaps was passes. So like the offense changed. So to me, it just felt like he wanted to ease Trey in. He didn't want to put him in position to make these make the mistakes early because it's so much better to get off to a good start of the season and you know you imagine he ripping the ball trade throw two picks, they already lost in Chicago now they you know down at home against Seattle like that's the type of thing that Kaspari will see is out of control so I kind of understand why he did it, it there's there's some logic to it,
2: so is it too difficult a needle to thread then? to try to develop a young quarterback with a team that they believe is ready to contend for a super bowl. Because to me, it's he like knows. if you're not going to trust the guy and you're trying oh, to develop him also win and you're like exposing him to getting hurt, it just feels kind of like, well, maybe you should have just kept Jimmy Garoppolo if you really trust him more and the team feels better about him. Like to, it, to me, like, I don't know. I feel like once we get to 2023 and who knows? Maybe there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo is still around. I feel like Kyle Shannon would handle it completely differently than how he did this year.
3: I, I think so too, but I, I did think a part of that was because of how unprecedented it was. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo just wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, he, he just wasn't. They they literally moved on, right? I mean, when he did his little post his uh, end of season talk with the media, like that felt like the end. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying, so I I do think there was a bit of like, yo man, are you still here? You might as well just spend the night. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> and it ended up working out perfect. But I I just I just think it was so unprecedented. Uh, but to me, I do think that's a valid point. The odd part of it is they were pretty emphatic about this is Trey's team, mm-hmm. and the question. So my question is like, why were you so emphatic if? You don't trust him to throw it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, uh, was the thinking? Man, if we had a running quarterback instead of a pocket guy, we would win. Like, but, I mean, I don't think that's what he was thinking. And I'm thinking it's not that, Jimmy, you don't want that level of passing ability. It's the big playability that mm-hmm. was missing, right? It's the, what do you do under pressure in the player? Like, that was the thing. So, you could see Trey saying, you can see him saying, Man, Trey can make a play in that situation when we need it the most. So to me, maybe they were working up to that point, but it felt like if you if you don't think you can run the offense, man, maybe. But also, there are other factors, right? Like yeah. you only get a rookie quarterback under a controllable contract, a reasonable contract for four years. One was already gone, mm-hmm. so you kind of needed to to get this ball rolling if he's going to be that guy. So maybe it's like. You might not be that guy right now, but hopefully you're that guy next year when we get through this year, but we're going to play slow like that. Th- that's a factor too. And mm-hmm. that's what makes the future questionable. You get him that- now that rookie year is year three of the contract. Right. right. So if he balls at year four, now you're talking about this dude's going to want a huge extension. And you basically got two years year. out of him. If you know what I'm saying? So yeah, to yeah. me, it's like, you kind of had to, you kind of had to go through the process of getting them ready, so so there is other context, but just on the surface, it's like if you don't, if you don't think he could, especially the passes they were throwing, right? It was like, hey, we're gonna run this. Well, he's open, hit him. He's yeah. open. Like I feel right. like Trey could have done that.
2: We saw Trey make that throw three times in Chicago. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in week one, that yeah, he's throw.
1: Not- yeah. I'm I, I, I wonder a little bit if it wasn't that type of throw so much as it was a screen to Debo or the shorter stuff over the middle that maybe they were more worried about than the deeper stuff. But my question now, and maybe it's too early for this, um, I'm wondering if Shanahan, knowing everything he knows now, if he could go back, if he would still pick Trey third. I think he would. You think so? I think
2: it would, Marcus. What do you think?
1: As opposed to who? That well, okay, and that's like that's Justin? what that's what right? Is it is it Justin Fields? Pro, like probably not. It, it's probably not Mac Jones. So that's what <clears throat> I don't know. I just I was thinking about that today, and maybe you if, don't
3: trade up, and you stay at the spot. But maybe you
2: just try to get up for Micah Parsons or something instead.
1: <laughs> we went twelve.
3: I do feel, I do yeah. feel like they believe he's special though. Like, I do feel like they believe he's special. I think it so, was, too. When you can get the special out of him was the question. And, you know, a funny part is, like, I know nobody on the 49ers podcast is interested in talking Warriors, but oh, pl- literally I they just it. went through the same thing. Yeah. Right? Of these kind of two timelines and the clash between that. It's kind of the same thing, right? Where you mm-hmm. got these veterans who already ready to win the Super Bowl. You got this young talent who need developing, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when the playoffs hit, it was all the veterans <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so That's it was true. like hey, Mo- it's, it's really tough to pull off
1: Moses Moody had a big game two minutes against Dallas he did he huge
3: huge yeah. <laughs> no uh uh what was the other game two I think it was game three remember they were down by like 30 and almost came back at Oh no,
1: like yeah, yeah 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 the Kamega. bench guys yeah yeah it yeah.
3: was balling that game yeah.
1: We will always talk Warriors on this podcast.
2: Yeah, well, uh I, I do have some Warriors questions for you, but I, I wanna get to the I wanna get to them a little bit later after the Niners stuff. So what are your expectations now that Jimmy Garoppolo's back? Like because I know a lot of the discussion is like, well, maybe the 49ers are a better team now. And I, I kind of think given just Trey's overall and experience, I don't think it's an unfair take. I think the floor is certainly higher, the ceilings absolutely lower. Um, but just curious what you think, like where the 49ers stack up in the NFC and their chances to, you know, potentially get back to an NFC title game or even further.
3: I I think they're, I think they're better. I I think they're better. Like, because this part, like Jimmy's good at like, and I think that's kind of proven. I, Mm -hmm. I think the trade thing was we're going to take a little bit of a step back on this part, but man, when Aaron Donald is coming at you in the <laughs> in the NFC title <laughs> game, like, <laughs> we need you to not be standing right there for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's unquestionable. Like Jimmy's playoff performances just haven't been, you know, of that, of what they needed to be. Right. So mm-hmm. to me, I feel like this part is, especially like in his situation like Jimmy is a gangster, right? Like he go he hear he heard all this stuff. Like he's not shook at all. So yeah. I could see him going out and being like, Oh, y'all wanted to cast me off. Well, all right. Oh, I'm only making six million now. Okay, let's <laughs> get all this money back, right? Like I could see him doing that. He he can do this part, man. Like he is a winning quarterback. Yeah. So I do think like I think they win the Chicago game if Jimmy's playing. You know hmm. what I'm saying? Hmm. If nothing else, the, like, experience and rapport, you know, like, I, I, man, one of the things that I think we just kind of gloss over and you just see it around the league, young quarterbacks struggle. Like, no matter that they say all the right things, and then two years later, they're like, Ooh, that rookie year, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, like, they struggle. So, you know what's coming. It, it happened right out, right out the bat. You could see Kyle, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, I feel like they're going to be better in the regular season. The question is always about what happens in the playoffs when it's money time. And it's really just about two great teams going against each other and talent wins. And the best thing the the the, the 49ers have going for them is, like, if Jakowski Tart catches that, they're probably back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, So, to me, it was always about the postseason with Trey. It wasn't about right. the regular season. This part, I think he's good at. And he's got a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, that I mean, was a bit going on in a in a game that's one. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: <laughs> I was crazy that he did that. That was insane. Yeah, I was shocked he didn't spike it. This
3: year. <laughs> exactly right.
1: You I know, was Jimmy shocked one this year. He didn't spike it because he was shook after getting cracked in the head while diving to the end zone. Um, it feels a little bit like you brought up the Warriors, Marcus, and the Warriors. Like it's different because it's not. <clears throat> You can play James Wiseman, theoretically, 12 minutes in a game, and it's like, hey, he's developing. You can't just play your quarterback. like, Hey, you're going to play oh, 40 yeah. series Back. this game, yeah. and we're going to develop you that way. And we saw it. They said they were going to do it last year, and they didn't. It feels a little bit like at some point, whether it's next year or the year after, to develop this, they're going to have to scrap the two-timeline idea because I don't, I don't know how realistic that is because maybe Trey's first full season as a starter they go six and 11 or seven and 10, but he gets significantly better over the course of the year. I'm I'm curious to your thoughts if, like, the two timeline thing worked for the Warriors. Do you think it can work in football?
3: Well, I, I definitely think it's much different for a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think Womack is going to be fine. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know I'm saying like yeah, you the just fine, right? Like yeah. so, uh, I mean, it's hard to say the Warriors didn't work. They literally won a title, right? But, but I can tell you the veterans are like, when it was money time, who was on the floor, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, uh, it worked in the sense that having them didn't prevent the veterans from doing what they needed to do. Right. And right. they had just enough veteran support to manage it. So I think in that sense, I think it could have worked. I think it was going to work. Right. Uh, I really felt like this team was going to be good. Uh, and I felt like Trey was going to get better. And if they could just kind of hold the fort and by the time after the buy, you know, you got all them home games and like he could develop a rhythm and you get in the playoffs, even if it's a wild card, and you make a run like that. But that's going to be because of the defense. It's going to be because of players like Debo and George Kittle. Like that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think it's possible. It's just so tough from the quarterback position. Like right. that—that's the one. Like even—even even the point guard can't control, like like both boost or ruin a game in, in a way a quarterback can. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's just such a instrumental position and I do think I feel for Trey like it is incredible to get drafted to the 49ers it is incredible to get drafted to a team that will show you how to win and be professional because you know you could get to a team and they will teach you the wrong way how to do this right and that impacts your career but man from a development standpoint like that's tough and even the Warriors (laughs) players go through it right Jonathan Kaminga's watching dudes who he was cooking in the combine, like, getting 30 minutes a night. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I should be – you know, you know. come on, you can't tell me. He wasn't like, man, if I was in Orlando, I'd be rookie of the year, right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. So he came to a team where he don't get to cook. Like, so I, I think it's tough. But if you have enough of the other – to me, the defense is always going to be the foundation of this team. So if your defense is good enough, it's really just about, yo, Trey, Don't don't blow this. And mm-hmm. I, I think he would have got there. I really do think he would have got to the point where it's like, make a few plays. I think Kyle would have had to open it up a little bit, but make a few plays. Don't choke. Don't blow it. And, like, we got this pretty much. And I, I think the the only thing was the first couple of games, Kyle was just leaning very heavily on the veterans because yep. he didn't want the young guy to make too many mistakes.
1: That makes sense.
2: Yeah, so it's it's really interesting – like it's interesting and it's not because with Jimmy it's like all right, we've seen this movie before. Like like you, said. you ain't
3: seen this movie. You ain't seen what Jimmy bowed to do.
2: Well so that's what's interesting about it. It's like <laughs> It could look exactly. You don't same. have the
3: answers, Chris. Contract your
2: Jimmy. <laughs> the Niners. Contract Chris. Jimmy.
3: Cast off, Jimmy. What? So okay. So Back it are, up, Jimmy. You ain't seen this, Jimmy, bro.
2: So are you? Call, are, are you saying Jimmy's going to be Super Bowl MVP, and and we're going to have to talk about some potential awkwardness when the 49ers have to figure out a, a Jimmy versus trade be, discussion he, next oh, spring? Spicy.
3: He won't be Super Bowl LVP. How about that? Uh, sure. That's a great point. That's <laughs> pretty important. I, I do think Jimmy's going to have a, a good year. I think he's going to ball out. I think it might be tough to win the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, but, particularly against whoever you play in the right. NFC.
3: Absolutely, it's just yeah. so many. I mean, I know it's early, but man, even Philly's looking scary. That Tampa Bay defense is a problem, right? Like, right. Yep. The, mm-hmm. the NFC is like kind of strong, but. I mean, just think about that. If he got them to the NFC championship game, if he got them to the Super Bowl, like, man, that's three.
0: You
3: know what I'm saying? Like, that's three NFC Cha- Like, at some point, you know, if you, any other team, I don't know, like, <laughs> if Houston's going to be in the South, but I'm like, yo, pay me my money. Like, let's right. go, Seattle. Break <laughs> yeah. bread. You know, like, I didn't, I didn't got to three NFC championship games. And you know, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get you there. I think for the 49ers, it's like you gotta win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But for most teams, hey, get me to the NFC. See, I think he's kind of.
2: <laughs> I think he's destined for a place like Pittsburgh. Like t-
3: it's Pittsburgh, and I, mean, I still yeah. think Pittsburgh. I'm not a big Mitch Trubisky.
2: Bro. No,
1: I think I think yeah, Pittsburgh's I think Pittsburgh is a big Mitch Trubisky fan.
2: Next off season would be would be good. All right, should we just talk Warriors then?
1: Mitch Trubisky sucks, dude.
2: Yeah, Mitch. Thank Kim- I-
1: can't, can't, believe can't believe that guy uh
3: we're not gonna talk defense at all
2: See, <laughs> what do you want to talk about with the defense
1: is Talanoa from Hufanga him
3: Kyle wasn't pushing Trey because he knew man you're gonna get on you know I got I got these 49ers podcasters who just gonna get on here they only care about Trey and Jimmy forget <laughs> you know what I'm saying forget Dre Greenlaw's bounce back game you know what I'm saying forget uh the the secondary locking up like you know but yeah sure let's, you let's did, I, do you want to talk about how they I,
2: handled you know the fire zone blitzes and and you know like the the match coverages and all that do you want to get into that
3: hey you, let's get it what <laughs> you talk
1: <laughs> no hey okay i have a question um is this defense going to be better in 2019
3: i thought so at first but now I'm like i don't know <laughs> really Here's the issue. You know what's so great about the 2019 team? Man, that front four, bro. Of yeah, course, like, Buckner. Like, Buckner is such. It was Buckner and Armstead. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, uh, what's my DJ man Jones? In South Carolina. DJ Jones. Like, like, them dudes were holding it. Like, so if, like, Ken Law's got a you know, he's got some big shoes to fill, Mm -hmm. but you could see them. You could see the attention, like Bosa's getting even more attention, like, and he's ridiculous. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, can you imagine if they had like Armstead now, like in 2019, he was still kind of like growing and and Buckner with the attention that Bosa gets like that front four was crazy. Mm -hmm. So me, I I don't think the front four is that crazy. And you kind of can see, like, if they don't get there, it exposes some things. But I do think the secondary is much better. And and I think I think week one was a bit of an aberration. So I do think they'll be really good. I was convinced they'd be better than 2019. Now it's like, all right, you got to show me something first.
2: Are you a Hufanga believer? Is he him? I'm,
3: I'm, I'm all in, yo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm all
3: in. And I was a big Tart guy. Like Tart was one of them super smart players who you don't even mm-hmm. appreciate how good he is until he's not playing. Right, <laughs> and then you're like, "Yeah, Yo, who's that back there?" Right, like, so, <laughs> you know Tart is like great preventative medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff doesn't happen just because he's back there. But man, Hufanga who, who is, is a is a playmaker, bro. Like this yeah. dude is always around the ball. Like, and he's got like a spirit about him. Like he like I, I think he's special. I told him that too. I was talking to him. I was like, man, I thought you was gonna be good, but I think I've decided you're gonna be special. Man, <laughs> like I, I really think dude's gonna be like he's gonna be nice, nice.
2: He's like it. It's, <laughs> he's like impossibly nice as like a person. Like he's that, like
3: that, that kind of blew me away though. He don't play like a nice guy, right? Right,
2: like he's, he's a, it's a player, he,
3: feel like he might be a little crazy. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about talking to this dude. He's like he's a little wild. <laughs> Right. He was the nicest guy in the world.
2: He's like un- it's a little uncomfortable. Like you ever meet somebody who's just like so nice it's a little uncomfortable? Yes, like that's kind of how it is. Literally like
3: <laughs> he was so humble and you yeah. know like it was crazy. I was like is this the same? I'm looking up at the lot like is this the same? Is this 2029, 20, right? Like like he plays like a maniac. Yeah. But, but then you talk to him and crazy. he is literally the nicest, calmest, most humble guy. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he, it was it was weird. It, it's very jarring. Like and it, it there's like it doesn't feel fake at all. No, it doesn't I, feel like manufactured at all. He there's just, real potential.
2: Yeah, there's real potential for him. Like you said, if he's special, to become like a beloved player by the fan base, oh, I no think.
3: Question. I don't know. Oh,
1: with that you... hair banging out the helmet, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, it, it was a very it was a very sharp contrast because you know you see a dude like. Like Jimmy Ward, right? Like Jimmy is like, he's putting his nose in everything. Like this dude's tackling tight ends. So when you talk to Jimmy, he he reminds you of the dude, to, like how yeah. he plays. Like he's like, yeah. I don't care, right? You know, you got that swagger about him. I expected Hufanga to have the same type of flair. But it was like the complete opposite. <laughs> like he was like super <laughs> humble. It was like, hey, man, I need to. He makes you feel like you got to get your life together. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he like, does. Hey, I, need to be- I need to be better to people. Like <laughs> That's
1: a good way to put it. How can I improve myself today?
3: Exactly. Like, man, <laughs> I-, I know the first time people meet me, they don't walk away feeling like. Like I felt after I met him, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh man, he's incredible. They're like, "Ah, I don't even know if I like this marketing
1: guy. he's all right.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to walk away feeling like I felt with him. (laughs) I'm changing
1: who I am. That's awesome. (laughs) It's kind of the first time we had Juan Toscano Anderson, not to get this back to the Warriors, but I figure we're headed that direction anyways. The first time we had him on my show, I called him at the hotel and he thanked me for calling him. Um, it's like, man, that's not how this works at all. I'm <laughs> supposed to thank you for your time, and you just say, "k." Like, that's And he's, super like,
3: and he's let me tell you, Juan is the first one ready to fight.
1: Right, like, right.
3: Like, <laughs> like it, it's crazy, right? It, he's the first one ready to fight. It's unbelievable. It, You know, they do their media training. So you can mm-hmm. see some guys kind of running through the steps. You know, they'll, like, <laughs> right. they'll like say your name, and, and sometimes they'll respond to be like, Oh, good question, Marcus. Right? It's like, oh, look <laughs> at you! Been paying t- attention to training, but some of them dudes, you can tell, like this ain't training. Yeah, it's just how you are. You know what I'm saying? Like just the uh, the appreciation. Uh, it, it, Juan was one of them dudes. Uh, who's another one? of them it's like, yo, man, I'm just I'm just glad you're talking. Those guys are rare. They just don't happen. Yeah. Most guys are like, dude, all right, another interview. Yeah. All right, are you talking <laughs> a lot about? of them who's
2: who's your who are your, some of your favorite like niners guys you've spoken to like per, from a per, personal. person my
3: guy I, I absolutely love trent like i kind of want to be trent williams
1: trent williams is the best i think if i could be an nfl player it'd be him
3: <laughs> I, I i'm i'm this close to asking him if i could pose for a picture in front of his jet or something like, <laughs> <laughs> like dude just cannot stunt one day like he's the coolest cat right like he's yeah he is Mr. Swag. So he's great. I love talking to Jimmy. Jimmy Ward. Uh I like the defense guys. I love uh, Aziz is great. You can always have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Like you can just talk about stuff. Like he's great. Um Joe Staley was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was so it was so honest, right? Like you you kind of knew and, and he had this ability to kinda without saying. Don't write that like his tone would change to be like, I'm about to tell you some truth, right? Right. at my back, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I I like those guys, those guys are great. Um, me and DJ Jones, you know, he's Mr. South Carolina, so Mm -hmm. he loved talking about John Morant and and Zion Williamson because he feels like South Carolina is taking over pro sports, so it was always great to talk to him. Like, barbecue is South Carolina sports. I mean you can't you can't top that like it's a man that 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 locker room has a lot of good dudes in there a, yeah, a lot yeah. of like chill a lot of fun guys to be around
2: one of DJ Jones promised the media at one point that he would like cook for us or like barbecue for us and that never happened cuz of the pandemic like a, yeah they
3: like a barbecue grill. A grill yeah, grill. he has a restaurant. Yeah, he has a restaurant, like
2: a line of sauces and everything. And we never got like that's one of the many things a pandemic robbed of us. But DJ was like definitely one of the nicest dudes.
3: Nicest dude. Yeah, he he's one of the people who like uh, thanking you after the interview. I'm yeah, like, man. You, yeah. I need a story. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Thank All you right. for your time. I've been wanting I've been, to ask I you this I question.
3: Cool, by the way. I want Jimmy's to cool. Change.
2: Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's a nice guy. I've had good conversations with Jimmy. Um I okay I have a warrior's question I want to ask you. They can't pay everybody. Everybody's I'm sure everybody's asked you this. They, they can't, can't pay everybody. everybody.
3: They can't pay everybody.
2: They can. They
3: can. Do you think no, they will? I don't think they will, but they can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so they're not going to no pay everybody. There's no rule against it. They're mm-hmm. literally covered to be able to pay them. They just got to pay a tax with it.
2: So if one has to go. And I think this is such a fascinating question because all these guys are so at such different stages of their careers. But if you look at Jordan Poole, uh Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, it kind of feels like the decisions.
3: How are you forgetting about Clay?
2: Wow. I think Clay is untouchable. You know not like I think Clay's at a different level. I was
3: Clay untouchable and Draymond not.
2: Because Clay is cool. like everybody talks about how easy clay is to just be around and coach and all that. You can't tell me Steve Kerr thinks Draymond's easy to coach.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know that. Clay. Okay. But if you
2: want, okay, so we can include clay in that we can make it four. which clay one of those,
3: like I'm not changing my game. You mean that clay <laughs> does he need I'm to get my shots at that clay. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> all right. So if it's those four, I respect your point. If it's those four, which guy do you think is most likely to not be on the team in two years?
3: I mean, probably most likely is Draymond, because I think he's the one guy who will be like, man, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Out to a different team? Yeah, retired. Y'all don't want to pay me? Man, you know, trade. Like, Like, who's the one dude who will walk in there and demand a trade?
1: Yeah, Draymond, it's Draymond for it's sure.
3: Draymond, right? It's Draymond.
1: and it feels like he set the table for it by doing that max yeah, yeah, contract. Yeah.
3: Although to be fair, his max is a slight raise. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's like a three million dollar <laughs> raise, right? But, but I actually think Wiggins would be the the clearer choice. I think I, so too. I, I just, mm. I just, I mean, if you're just looking at pure basketball standpoint take out the reputations take out the, whatever like clay is the choice clay's the one whose contract is insanely he i mean it's 40 plus million right mm-hmm. at 27 like that's <laughs> that's a 15 million dollar difference like Man. that's huge like clay's contract number is ginormous right it's like right behind steph <laughs> mm-hmm. so and then you have like jordan pool who kind of you know, plays, you know, you can go with the two guards together. Like, you could just, it feels like you could make up Clay's position a little bit easier. But when you throw in the fact that they won championships, their reliability, like, I just don't know how you move him or Clay or Draymond. I I just really don't. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you ever get value. And you just absolutely have to nail it. You Mm -hmm. cannot nail it. And how can you be so sure of that? Right. And there, if there's anybody, I'm not number one non-touchable guy. It's probably Jordan Poole. I'm not touching Jordan Poole. Like we literally just watched what Steph Curry did. And now another guy comes on with handles range and, <laughs> and yeah. like a flair for like.
1: You, you think Jordan Poole has another level?
3: Absolutely. No question. Man. Absolutely. He can get stronger. He can get better defensively uh he could get better at getting to the rim like you could see him trying to force his way to the rim but i still think it's a little light his handle can get tighter Mm -hmm. he's got i mean this is his third year but he's like 2013 steph like in fifth year steph you know what i'm saying like where it's like oh i feel like i got something yeah but mostly like from a basketball perspective like you could just see how guys like Wiggins, guys like Draymond, guys like Kavon Looney, how they simply benefit. You can build a roster around a gravity player like that. Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole is a gravity player, right? Like he won't shoot it like Steph, but at some point, he's going to get terrifying, right? Where he's coming down in transition. We're not leaving that guy open, right? So to me, it's like a, a carbon copy you know it's like it's like a uh trading in your your luxury car and getting a more economical but still kind of luxury car like I, <laughs> it's like yo i got this mercedes right but man i can't really afford this no more it's getting old but i ain't going mercedes again so let me get this smooth little audi or this nice lincoln you know you <laughs> still make lincoln's hey i got a lincoln man let's go <laughs> Love my Lincoln. (laughs) Come on, you ain't seen the Matthew McConaughey commercial. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's what sold you on the Lincoln. This McConaughey, right? (laughs) The thing, the most encouraging thing for me about Jordan Poole was watching him figure it out in the finals. Yeah, because he looked like borderline unplayable the first couple games, and he just started to figure out where he fit, how he fit, how his game fit, and I just. Watching him impact games four, five, and six was like, oh, this this guy is something. He's figuring it out in the biggest series of his career. He's figuring out how to play. I feel like he
3: makes it more important to keep playing Draymond. Like mm. if Steph Steph has four more years left, right? Like Clay and Draymond kind of get a shelf life because of guys like Jordan Poole. Like, here's somebody else who could literally be like, hey, I got this game. (laughs) Like, I'm about to cook these dudes, right? Mm -hmm. And now that makes Draymond's D that much more important. Now it makes Clay Spotted that much more important because somebody else Mm -hmm. could take advantage. Like, the the issue with them and the the question the entire time was, man, we got these three stars, but who else we getting, right? they like, remember, it's like, yo, Mm -hmm. can you get Dane? Can you get Bradley Bill, right? It was like, how, what else? <laughs> right. What else you got? Like, you need somebody else. And the the what else is on the roster is Jordan Poole. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, for cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah. to me, it's like, yo, you, you found Jordan Poole. Maybe James Wiseman is something. He's under contract. It's a low number. Maybe Kaminga something. That feels like a reason to double down. And there's really only one super problematic year, right? Next year, 23-24. Like if they gave everybody extensions, they would all be on the books, and then Clay would have that huge, forty-five million dollar number, and the tax bill would be insane. But then the following year, you know, as long as you get, you know, uh, Clay to take a, a reasonable contract, you you kind of right back to where you was. So you, the hit, the the biggest hit is for one year, and if you sign these dudes and they don't look like it, like the contracts won't be crazy. You can trade them, right? You can. Right. You can so to me, it only makes sense. I don't know. I feel like Joe. You know, this is Joe Laker. If the tax bill is two hundred million, hey man, go get two hundred million. Like, <laughs> go get a TikTok endorsement or something. Like, you know, <laughs> go find the money. Don't let these dudes walk out the door. They champions. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: So I, I think I think Wiggins is the easiest guy to move off of because they've already won that trade, right? Like they yeah. that was a home run trade obviously he was great in the playoffs and uh, he'll probably be good again next year maybe even better but like if they traded him there wouldn't be like an uproar in the fan base in the same way there would be if they traded one of the three core guys and to your point like maybe moving wiggins allows pool a little bit more breathing room to to you know carve out a bigger role in the offense and also like i don't know if this necessarily matters to the warriors but would it be crazy if andrew wiggins went somewhere else and kind of reverted into, like, I don't want to say, like, a disappointing player, but not an all-star, you know, that because he doesn't he, – he's not in the Warriors infrastructure and surrounded I mean, by all these guys.
3: They suck for them, right, because it's like, dang, man, we had a dude who was really good with us. Yeah. And, and we <laughs> were the answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, they love Wiggins, and Wiggins is definitely lovable, right? Like, to me – and this is why – if I'm making that decision, I don't care. I'm keeping Gary Payton a second. Like, I don't care what you're <laughs> doing. Because if you do lose Wiggins, the, the reason he's so valuable is because he's guarding the best opponent. Like, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. his, that's his job. And you just don't find those dudes, man. Those <laughs> those dudes just don't fall in there. Could so Kaminga like turn into that
1: guy? That's what I was going to ask.
3: Potentially, but you it ain't going to be next year. Yeah. You know, like like learning how to play defense at that level, it, ta- it, it takes some time, you know. GP2 walked on, like, and came out of nowhere, but that dude, been he been playing defense for, you know, the last 10 years like that, right? Like, just locked in, focused. So, to me, those dudes are special. The thing I worry about it with Wiggins is, okay, like, can you imagine him going against Luka next year, him going against Tatum, right, him going, like, These dudes are incredible offensive players, and they remember getting clamped by Wiggins. So it's like, all right, then that's what makes Draymond so great, right? That's what makes Draymond great. Draymond locked you up, and then he talked trash to you, and you came back like, oh, I'm about to shut this dude Draymond up, and you still couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's legendary stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's like a dude getting the best of Steph. You know he coming back. (laughs) You know he cooking you on the second time around. So now we get to see Wiggins, like, Now, as the stopper, when not like he's in front of Luca's, like all right, Lucas spent all summer thinking about Wiggins, (laughs) like now how does he, you know what I'm saying? So
0: we'll get to see
3: that from Wiggins, like, and if he answers that bell, he might be, man, he might not be moved because he's 26, bro. That's the thing, Wiggins
1: is 26. He's like an
3: 18 year vet. He's not even 30. That's
1: true. (laughs) It's not even barely late 20s. Not even. Yeah, that's
3: what I'm saying. It's still
2: young. (laughs)
1: I wanna I wanna fast forward to 2030 while we talk about young players from the Warriors and 49ers. In 2030, who are you taking? Trey Lance or James Wiseman? Trey. Okay. Okay, I have another one. Trey Lance or Jonathan Kaminga. Trey.
3: I'm going with the quarterback.
1: Okay. Trey or Jordan Poole?
3: Jordan Poole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you, you're optimistic about Trey then, because I am too. Like I, I think he's
3: I like Trey, I just don't know if it's going to be with the 49ers. Mm, yeah, that's like That's interesting. He just <clears throat> the dude played 2019 one mm-hmm. year, right? Yep. North Dakota State, he played 16 games. The year before that, he played one game, his mm-hmm. freshman year. Sophomore year he played 16 games. Since then, Dude's played like six games. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So three in years. 3 years
3: I think he played one game in the in the what you call it season in the yeah junior year, Southeastern Arkansas State. (laughs) Yeah, he started two games as a rookie, and started two games. So that's five starts in three years. Like he needs to play. Like Mm -hmm. that's what he he needs to play. So I don't know. Like next year, depending on I think it depends on how Jimmy looks and how he does. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if the yeah. same thing happened and you get to the playoffs and Jimmy doesn't have it, he's not the guy. Man, Kyle's going to be like, see, this is, what, <laughs> this is what I told you. But then if Jimmy goes out, wins the Super Bowl, does he turn around and be like, "Uh, you know, show me the money, like break bread. I don't want to be here. Y'all didn't want me. I got my Super Bowl. I'm out. I'm going to Pittsburgh, right? Like, I and if that's the case, then what do they do? So
2: Jimmy could win a Super Like if, if they win a Super Bowl, Jimmy could come back and say, hey, guys, I just won a Super Bowl. I'll stick around. But you got to trade
1: trade.
3: Yeah. yeah. Or like, I don't want to play. Nah. So y'all didn't believe in me. You had me as a backup. Yeah. Now I proved it. So let me go. Let me yeah. go cash out now. Right. <laughs> with right. Somebody who who wants me like it to me. Jimmy kind of holds the cards with his play and what he decides based on his play. But it, it, it's just it's hard to see a universe where Trey gets the snaps he needs to get better, like on a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl. I think it's I think it's possible. Uh, and, you know, another year in the system and around. I mean, it's not there's like not no value to that. There's got to be some value that will help him in some form of fashion, even if it's. His mental is under control, uh, but that's, that's, that's tough, man. Like that, that's tough. And he just, to me, he just needs reps. That's all he needs. He needs to play. He needs to get out there. He needs, he needs what uh, Jalen Hurts got. Like people are like, Oh yeah. You know, we see Jalen Hurts running like, Hey man, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> Jalen Hurts played a lot of football before yep, he looked yep. like this. Yeah. And not to mention he played what four years at Alabama, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like got a spot uh you know, went to Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, yeah. remember Tua took his spot. Like this dude's played a lot of football, yeah. and then he got to the pros, and it was like, yeah, man, just go play. We ain't winning nothing. We in the NFC East. Like, don't even trip. <laughs> right, right. Then nothing so, like, like the Niners whatever.
1: are going to do at some point.
3: That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, how do you do that? To me, the answer is to have the great one of the great defenses in the league, right? That's the way to to do it. So if the defense is that incredible, where it's like, go ahead, trade, throw two picks, (laughs) like we gonna we're gonna shut them down anyway. To me, that's the answer. And if anybody could kind of call a defense like that together, it's probably you know you'd figure the 49ers would be one of them. But it's still just it's a lot to ask. It's really tough, especially with Kyle. By the way. Kyle is like a coach who's like, yeah, I ain't really feeling you right now. Like, <laughs> let's run the ball twenty straight times. Like, Kyle is kind of a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you <laughs> yeah. ain't bringing it, he ain't messing with you. So, I do think that's a part of it. It's not like a, oh well, let's get you the time. Like, Kyle's like, look, man, I'm not feeling you right now. I don't care who you are. If you Jimmy, if you Jimmy Garoppolo, and you just threw a pick to Hendricks and uh, against Minnesota, like <laughs> that's the your last game. pass, buddy. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: he threw 14 passes the next six quarters that's insane it's
3: just like he was just like yo give me hey nah give, give me the rock bro give me the ball but Kyle's not playing with you like that's nope. that's a big that's to me that's a big part of it where I mean you could say it. he'll he'll come and he'll say the right thing but you can see it in the play like yo I'm not fooling with you right now you're not ready and
1: nope.
3: I do think that's a part of it like where some coaches are like man Let's develop this dude. I'm going to take this L, you know, like, but Kyle want to win the Super Bowl. And there is you cannot blame this dude for that at all. Like, that's exactly what you want the coaches to win football games.
2: Yeah. So we've done Niners. We've done some Warriors. Uh, I'm going to go way off the beaten path here because I have wanted to ask you this. And I guess I should just ask you on the pod since we have you. Are you optimistic at all? The A's are going to get this ballpark thing, done. I
3: am. So are you? you
2: I am. Really? Why?
3: Because I live here, and
2: well, you're optimistic. Like you've seen what's happened in to to Oakland in the last few years, and I assume yeah, you're
3: none of it was this though. None of it okay. was this far. None of it. They ain't never got this far. Okay. I think the I think the Warriors had one meeting with Jean Kwan. <laughs> and, I, and I think she was late or somewhere didn't show up. Like you know. Oh no. Uh, you know the Raiders were out there panhandling <laughs> Like, yo, man, I got 500 million. Can we get this $2 million stadium? Like, what you got on my stadium? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, so there was never this amount of momentum. One of my, you know, I like the fact that my district rep is like, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Carol Fife (laughs) is like, I don't, you know, we need, I need, we need to flesh this out. But to me, I like that. I like the fact that Fisher is just not about to get a handout like that people are figuring this out to me. That's the next closest thing to saying, Hey man, either you got the money or leave. (laughs) I'm of that ilk. If you don't have the money, sell the team or go where the handout is.
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Like, but, but, but in this situation, I do believe that some of the improvements that are being made from the stadium are good for the city. I do believe some of that stuff the city should be paying for. And if the A's want to front the money and get it back later, you know, I that's about as close as I'll come to like the municipality being involved, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting to the point where we can't stomach any of that stuff. But this is like right on the, you know, what I'm saying like, all right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm gonna give you this money, but I want it back. i can I get my <laughs> money back out the taxes, right? Like, sure. right. that's about the last possible handout, you know. But you know, there's all kind of socioeconomic and political elements that mm-hmm. should be vetted. Like, absolutely. So to me, the fact that all this is happening is kind of encouraging, right? Whereas yeah. this, this, I mean, especially the way the A's used to do it, it's always a threat. It's always a hustle, right? It's always you owe me this and you don't. It's always these kind of like gaslighting tactics where now we having a serious conversation about do we want this or not? Like, and how do we make this effective? And because the A's really ain't got nowhere to go, even though they act like they got somewhere to go. They got to sit here and ride this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a relationship where neither one of y'all ain't got no else, So you might as well sit down and watch this movie
1: together. <laughs> that's, that's been my favorite part is the A's are like, yeah, hey, we bought this land in Vegas. And Oakland's like, great. So this term sheet. Like let's talk about it. <laughs>
3: like hey, if you got if you want to go, go. Then, yeah, all right. Yeah. Goodbye. Henderson yeah. comes out like, yeah, man, we ain't got no money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who are they? Yeah, well, you just,
3: <laughs> we, what you talking about? We ain't got no money. Like we, we ain't give you no more money, right? Like we we done. We tapped out. Yeah. So I I just feel like, especially on the West Coast, like. This is major, really. People aren't just giving money to billionaires like that. So to me, I'm encouraged by it. Like, you you hear people talking about it. You hear people asking about it. Like, it's about to be a part of the mayoral race, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, we've come a long way from, will the A's move to Fremont? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, San Jose. will they go to San Antonio, right? <laughs> San Jose? Like, like, now we actually have a conversation about, should municipalities be participating in this? What's the level of participation? Where's the money coming from? Like all that stuff. And, you know, it's a little bit over my head, admittedly. Like I don't have enough bandwidth to be reading uh, as what I would need to to know what's happening. Sure. But to me, the fact that this conversation is happening means like to me, if it, if it, if it feels like a good sign. I think I feel good about it.
2: Well, that makes me feel Even a lot though it better. Even might not happen, right? Yeah. That, but if that... it
3: doesn't happen, it ain't never happening.
2: Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. If it yeah. doesn't it...
3: happen, he going to have to sell the team, and somebody going to have to come and say, hey, man, just give me the price. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just give me the – tell me what it costs, and I'll get, I'll pay for it, and it's all good. That's well, Joe,
2: Joe Lakin would be like that Joe's guy, Laca. right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Joe would do that in a heartbeat. Joe would do that in a heartbeat. Man, that
1: would be so, excellent. Oh, my God. That would be – I was born uh, – so I was – Born after the A's last one a World Series. <laughs> if Joe Lake bought the A's, it'd be the best day of my A's fan life. <laughs> not even. I, I don't know if it's close. It would it'd definitely
3: be, be meaningful, right? I mean, especially yeah. if he treats the A's like like the Warriors, right? Oh. To me, that would. In I, no know, I, like, I, I do like the idea. Uh, to me, like, and we're about to see what's going to happen with the Sarver stuff. And, you know, I'm not a billionaire, so it's easy for me to say. But it feels like this thing just got to be more open, man. Like, you know, like what's the criteria? Like, how to, do, like, does Joe have to own like all the bad franchises for them to be serious about their teams? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, Joe, now can you buy
2: Sacramento? Like, all right, <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Well, Marcus, it's been uh, wow. We've gone for probably way longer than than we were expecting. We really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, it's always great catching up with you. And uh yeah, where can where can people find you, Marcus? <laughs> hey
3: man, you know what?
2: Google me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus Thompson the Athletic. You know where to find him. Uh, thanks again for coming on, man. You're you're one of a kind.
3: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I need I need that video lighting setup, Kyle. Go
1: ahead shoot <laughs> I got you, man. Amazon, yep.
3: You know what I'm saying? I need it's
1: actually up. a uh it's an IKEA desk lamp pointed at my wall to reflect off the wall.
3: Oh brilliant. Look at that. You yeah, I deep can't
1: deep
2: do deep. that because if I have a light here, but it'll just like glare off my glasses. I gotta figure that out. Contacts? Yeah, maybe.
3: Maybe. Nobody nobody will see this video though, so. I mean it's a it's an audio medium, so yeah. Okay. yeah <laughs> Alright, y'all, appreciate it. Alright, right. thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus.